game while you listen. What's going on here? But this ragtag crew of adventurers is covering the problems of the average player. Where should I begin? Discussing the homebrews, modules, and the latest content for all things D&D. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's Chef Bogue and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. What you're feeling is so normal and perfectly natural. With your host, the Pirate Captain. Everybody loves me and I don't know why. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I really am. The Pirate Captain is a dick. Chef Bogue. Let me take a couple steps back so I can, you know, really get this point across. It's bullshit! And Loke the Bard. Instead of making a deal with Cthulhu or, you know, the greater devil, you found an imp who was willing to give you dark vision in exchange for a gallon of blood. With a little mayhem, mischief, and a bit of bardic charisma, it's time for the show. Oh, that's right. We're back at it again, boyos and boyies and boyettes and all the other fun things out there. I am the pirate captain with always me bestest buddy, Bogue. Hey, this time you can see me. I, I accidentally drank an invisibility potion last time. I see that. I uh, told you not to well, go through no, my chest again. It. Don't you start yeah, it wasn't me with, there. Don't start with me with that. All right, this is not the time to be doing that. I told you to stay out of me chest of of hidden knickknacks and things, and you drank all me best potions too. Now I'm uh, potionless. And of course, Loke the Bard. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, of course you're here. Not by choice, but because you're yeah, a fan favorite. He's the one you said not to be grabbing chests and booty. I, yeah, but that was a different type of chest. You, I told, stay out of me other chest. I'm just saying, wait, wait, you know what? I'm not getting into this. This is not like, I do I have to have, I tried putting up an anti-bulk sign. That never works. You always bust through me captain's quarters. Sign that says use other door. Bulk just makes his own. I, you, you know, and another I, door. It doesn't mean you make another door, buddy. You got to go through the door. Oh, uh, what is happening? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and explain to you the door thing. We'll be here for a whole episode explaining Chef Bog the doors. What is happening is Chef Bog and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. I am the titular Pirate Captain along with my best buddies, Bog and Loke. Uh, we are a D&D podcast where we actually talk about the game. We don't play the game. That's for other goobers to do. We are gooberless. We talk about the rules, different things that are going on with the D&D community, maybe updates to the game, things that we've had come across, problems, all sorts of other stuff, and it's always there. But of course, since this is a podcast, we got to get through those obligatory podcast things like like, like, share, subscribe, wherever you're watching this, listening to this, or doing any of those kind of things, whether it's on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you go, really helps us out. We enjoy it and let your friends know, let your enemies know. There's nothing better than letting your enemies know that, hey, look, I don't like this podcast, but you should listen to it because you'll love it. You'll do great things. That's what I do. We are everywhere. Just look up for us on Chef Bog and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. If you don't see these three faces, it's probably not us. And that's us on Facebook. And then this is us three, our faces on YouTube. We appreciate you. We could really use some more subscribers. We're slowly growing in there. Uh, we have a bunch of videos. You can always go check out our last and latest stuff. That is what we do. You know, we just want to make sure that the content's coming out. We got some big things in store for you. Uh, we are working on, we did the Labor Day special last Monday. No, not last Monday. It was Monday before. I'm terrible with dates. Absolutely terrible with dates. Uh, we did the Monday before, and you can go check that out, where we kind of talk about jobs and D&D and kind of how it works with your background. It was a fun episode, and then there's always something out there. Uh, today, we're actually going to be getting into some of the new stuff. Uh, we talked about Baldur's Gate recently when that was kind of new and fresh. And there's some other stuff coming out about that. Uh, if there's anything good that we think is going to be coming from there, we'll definitely talk about that. But now, today, we're actually going to be focusing on some new stuff. They released a new player's test, player, uh, player test Play stuff. Play test seven. Play test seven. And we want to talk about it because there's issues that we have. There's some things that we enjoy and some things that we have. And we just want to share our concerns with you. And because you, maybe you've played it. Maybe you can come out there and tell us where we're wrong on it. You can drop a comment on the Facebook or email us at bulganpc at gmail.com. Uh, I have it pulled up here. Uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the fighter or do we want to go to the warlock? Well, we probably want to give the fighter some love because we haven't 
We haven't talked much about the fighter recently. Fair enough. Let's do that. We'll go to the fighter. Now, this is actually my favorite thing that I think that they've brought into the game because this is something that I've wanted for a long time. And I've wanted to see it either in the monk or the fighter. And I thought it was great. And it's the brawler. It is a knuckle duster. It is somebody, it's like you're you're boxing or you're doing something. Like Danny, when I want to do a fighter and stuff like that, I don't always want to be a sword and board fighter. I want to be like a pugilist, pugilist, whatever you want to. I love the flowers too, by the way, buddy. (laughs) But uh, I've always wanted a pugilist. And I think it's cool because they're giving you a 1d6 plus your strength modifier in place of normal damage of your unarmed strike, which is really good because only monks get like a bonus to their damage. And I think that if they follow uh, the chart... I think that if they follow, like, if they gave them their own D6 chart or, like, Monk's unarmed chart, I think that would make this class, like, really good. Uh, But I I like the fact that you're in... They've decided to go more with a flat flat number for the majority of it, but... But to me, that's that's not enough because eventually, like the health is just going to scale. That a D six isn't going to do a whole. Well, if, lot. if you if you're not holding a shield or a, a weapon of any kind, it goes up to a D eight. Okay, but only one D eight. So let's say you get yeah, to level so ten. One D eight. You get to level ten, and you're fighting. Uh, what's a common creature to fight as a level ten? Like a, uh, maybe like an owlbear or something like that, and you're trying to fight that. It's got a lot of health. Like a D eight's not a whole lot to kind of like yeah. even out that damage. Yeah, and you're not getting the uh like what the monk gets where your hands count as magical weapons and, and yeah. change damage type damage types and that kind of stuff either. So But I'm glad that they didn't do that because if they did that, then we would see kind of like too much of like the issue I have with bards where bards can do everything. Yeah. Now you'd kind of see, see like the you would end up being a you'd want to be a brawler over a monk. Yeah, but your brawler now, when he's fighting a werewolf or a vampire, is going to have a hard time. Well, then that becomes, well, they put in, in there, there's the design note that magic items are coming. Maybe they'll have a set of silver brass knuckles that don't count as a weapon, but... You just need, um, knuckle, you just need knuckles plus one. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Give them knuckles plus one. I, But I'm glad. Like, it, it doesn't need to be a magic... Like, I don't... Unless you're an Eldridge Knight, I don't think you really need to be a magical fighter. I think fighter not being a magical person is an okay thing by me. Like I, and, I have, and technically this is a subclass, so your your brawler fighter can still pick up that plus one sword and use it just fine. Yeah. So if you're fighting something that he can't punch, now it just says you have to be unarmed. I'm wondering if that's like a completely unarmed, or if you can do kind of like a monk where it's like an unarmed strike, but you use your staff on the second hand. Or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Well, to get the D8, you would have to be completely unarmed. But I like think that's why they're giving you the D6 if you're... Both if, hands, if you got, though? If that's... you got something in your one hand, whether it's a table leg or a uh, you know, a shield, you're only getting the D6. But if both your hands are empty, you get the D8. So, But, but that's the question, though. Like, now, what if... Uh, what if we're looking at it that we have... Uh, like I said, you have one hand that's got a sword and one hand, so you're still, like, you're unarmed technically in your right hand. Yeah. And I think you... they mean completely unarmed. Okay. No shield, yeah. no weapon. Yeah, because yeah. even if you had a shield and no weapons in either hand, you're still only getting the D6. Fair enough. Okay, because that, that's so. going to be my question about it. It's like, how are we going to read that? How are we going to contextualize that? Because, like, it's going to become important because somebody, I guarantee you, there's going to be a player that's going to ask that question. It's like, can I have something in my offhand, like a mace or something like that? And do we consider like knuckles? Let's say we do brass knuckles plus one, so they they can't. Yeah, those, that that's where you get more tricky because technically, that's a weapon. Yeah, they're gonna. Are to... you armed? Unless they, unless like they're saying with the the like you said the note there where, you know, the, they have put a special disclaimer in the magic weapon or magic item chart to this make the knuckles count as not a weapon. count as a yeah. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, more I mean, like a ring. Yeah, maybe that's what they do is they give you a ring, a ring of like uh, of unarmed strikes that just makes your unarmed strikes count as magical or something like that. I could see that, and that's pretty cool. Ring of plus uh, one arm, unarmed strikes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I do like this. Like they're actually doing really good stuff with this brand of fighter, the improvised expert. You're proficient with improvised weapons. Whenever you finish a long rest, choose a weapon to property from one handed item list uh, or one from the two handed list, and it just gives you like. 
It's like having Tavern Brawler as a feat without actually having to take Tavern yeah. Brawler, and I like that. Um, yeah, but this also is adding in the uh, the weapons masteries that the fighter, the new fighter, is going to be based around. Uh, where you'll be able to use that, like if you pick up a a one handed table or the table leg and are using it like a club, you could now sap, slow, or vex. I like uh, that though. This makes me excited yeah. to play the fighter though, because this is this is one of the classes like. I've never, and I know that we're not supposed to think of monks like Jackie Chan style monks, but I've always wanted to th like to play that Jackie Chan style monk. And I think this is going to be the closest thing. Cause think about it. You, you uh, attempt to do a ranged attack using a chair to vex the opponent. Like that to me sounds like a lot of cool, like yeah. really cool. Like it's going to be really fun to RP this in like a tavern. Like you bring so, in a player. As a DM, I'm going to be a little bit of a dick about this one. Yeah. Um, if you pick up a playing card and say you're paper cutting people, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not... I, I ain't. I ain't gonna let that fly because. Well, I mean, the, the way the rules are repping, it doesn't really matter what you're picking up. You're getting the same. I think they, even in the video when they announced this, they're, they're saying if somebody picked up a chicken bone, he could fight with it. Like, come on, that's that that's taking it a little too. You got to take. Well, I mean, a playing a card thrown with enough force and technique can cut through like an orange so it would stick into them wouldn't do much but you yeah. know it'd be a corner yeah. of it stuck into them i'm gonna agree with loke though because sometimes it gets we get a little too crazy with some of these things and we allow it that like and I'm, I'm down to like let it happen but not like let it happen i want to see what you got but like if you're just picking up a playing card like chances are these are probably worn playing cards you'd have to have like a fresh deck of playing cards that you're throwing yeah. this stuff from like if it's not a fresh deck where because the more you use a deck the more they wear out and the, the ends get kind of like flimsy and stuff like that they're not really gonna do anything right. so chances are of a fresh deck being there unless you have your own fresh deck if you have a like i pull from my pocket a fresh deck of cards and i'm gonna throw one as a improvised ranged attack i'm i'm willing to hear you out and see what we got but i'm not if you just pick one up off the table i'm gonna call shenanigans on that one yeah, be it, like Gambit. Could, start carrying around metal playing cards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But now, the, if you did that, I, I if you actually had special made metal throwing, sharpened playing cards, that's different. But it, yeah. yeah, if you're just picking them up off of what's around you, and then you know, okay, you pick up the mug, and you hit somebody with your mug. How many times do you hit somebody with the mug before the mug shatters? What kind of mug? Yeah, like the. So you had a glass mug. Okay. So yeah, like, the glass, I got a pewter one. Yeah. Yeah. So now pewter, pewter obviously one. wouldn't, but I'm just talking what, what most taverns have. And you, you think know. I'm you think in a place that gets like ransacked daily, you think I'm gonna just have glass mugs? You know how much it is to replace those versus these well, pewter they're ones? They're they're probably uh what do you call it? Ceramic, not uh pottery. Potter yeah, mugs. Expensive too, them. right? I'm trying to clay. I'm trying to Yeah, clay I'm, mugs. Clay mug, yeah. Upper class like taverns and stuff may have the the glass, the metal, the wood. Yeah, me metal would be expensive. No, nah, like cheaper metals, like pewter, wouldn't be too bad. They they got to get it to them. It's, it's heavy to move. Well, I mean, you remember the jobs episode? I'm sure we know a guild artisan <laughs> that does this. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I, I, I just anybody that has access to clay can fire some pottery pretty cheap. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, would I think. think Clay and bone are probably going to be your two most common, yeah. Like horns and and stuff like yeah. that. But you could probably use a horn as a weapon. You could use a horn. Yeah, a the, the horn's probably not going to break a single hit. But like, you take a clay mug and you hit somebody upside the head with it, so, it'll do a lot of damage. So kind of like a bottle too. Then so then it's it's kind of like uh, weapons in Pathfinder. Like when you use guns and stuff like that, every time you fire, you have a chance of it malfunctioning. And yep. so you would just roll. Okay, so you roll. And you so you roll for the attack, you hit with the attack. Now you roll a percentile, and you just yeah. increase the percentile of what you have to roll to keep uh, the item or, from breaking. Or each item has its own HP, and when you deal damage with that item, you deal that damage to the item. Yeah, yeah, but, but that only but that limits how much the item could do. They don't so, have any kind of rules in here that that cover any of this, though. So yeah. 
Right. That's well, I mean, idea. we're make, we're pretty much like we're storm or brainstorming yeah. and brewing it right here. Well, mind, all objects the, though are immortal; they don't break. <laughs> I don't mind the HP thing, but like I said, that just limits to how much damage that the item can do, essentially. Because if it what? only has like five HP, you're only going to do five. The most you could do with no, it is five. Well, no, no, that doesn't limit that. You, if you do deal more damage than the item has HP, then the I item shatters when you use it. Like, then if you need an eight HP number for every single possible yeah, item, I, I think right. the yeah, I think the percentile thing works the best because there, let's say I make an attack against Loke and I do four damage and I got to roll for the bottle. And let's say um, it starts out if it's a glass bottle, it's a fifty percent chance for it to break. So I roll, I get fifty one. All right, the item yeah. doesn't break. Next turn comes around, I hit him again, uh, but the because I, I rolled with it last time, now the percentage goes up by 10%, and I roll 50, 52 this time. Well, now the item breaks. Or if I roll 61, the item manages to say, and it just kind of continuously, yeah. uh, lo the longer, you, the more you use it, the harder it gets to keep the item. Yeah, and then, like, okay, your, your bottle broke, but now you can use it as a slashing yeah, there you go. See, I think that that yeah. works out the best. Like that's yeah, say, it, wizards, give us a job, all right? Just come on, okay. we we can solve all your problems right here. Like getting the way I was it. looking at it was like if if a baby had had a like a clay mug and accidentally smacked you with it, it'd probably do a little bit of damage. But if Brock Lesnar came along with a clay mug, yeah, that clay mega mug is gone, and so is your face. The real question is, is why aren't we using the baby as instead of the glass? Like use that as a mace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with this pirate. new fighter you can yeah <laughs> you're dual wielding babies <laughs> <laughs> tied together by umbilical cords <laughs> <laughs> just baby nunchucks would be the best well now we're getting into the monk then oh man that would be st i mean it's still an improvised weapon, all right. You don't see yeah. how how many people are out there. You go to the weapon store and you're like, "Yes, uh, yeah, I see you have nunchucks, but do you have babies tied together with a string? That's the real nunchuck." Well, you know, I'm fresh out. They're just those other adventures over there. They bought them right there. You just see a couple guys over there and they're playing with their nunchucks. Oh man, I wanted those. <sighs> do you at least got like I don't know a baby tied to a stick? <laughs> just now you got a mace. But uh, um, this is the 90s. We're going back to dead baby jokes. I love old dead baby <laughs> jokes, those are the best. Oh, I, I do want to. Here's what I don't like about this new fighter, and I'll, I, this is what I want to impress. So, unarmed specialist, this needs to be an ongoing level thing that needs to be tied back into improvised expert or not improvised unarmed expert. Yeah. So what, it, what an unarmed specialist does, for those of you who can't see or don't know, your unarmed strikes improve to a D8 if you aren't holding any weapons or a shield. When you make an attack roll, the D8 becomes a D10. So it, it just pretty yeah. much, that needs to continuously scale, like with either your proficiency or something. Like, I, this, I just don't yeah, think... This is the downside to this being a subclass. Sub, 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 subclasses only get improvements, you know, on every third or fourth level. But that's fine. You treat this it like been a pushed. Yeah. Go for it, man. I'm sorry. They, they would need, they would need, they should have, okay, you get the unarmed at three and then it improves at seven. Then it improves again at 15, uh, you know, but it, the way it's set up right now, it doesn't approve, improve again until you're level 18. And by that point it's. Yeah. You're useless. Like it's, I think yeah. that they need to scale it like they do cantrips, you know, every so many levels, it gets an extra, like, I'm level 15 fine. your proficiency is what uh plus four hold on I'll, I'll pull it up right here uh five plus five okay so you're hitting somebody with a two-handed um improvised weapon so we assume it's a well this this one's the unarmed strike is the one we're looking at right yeah, now. yeah so this one would be yeah. 18 but it's i mean it's a six so regardless the i you're, well, the, even the 15, like the level 15, um, yeah. which you already went past it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm know, coming down to brawler. the brawler. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, there coming down to the brawler. So level 15, the improvised specialist, you get to add your proficiency bonus to the damage roll. So that would be and, a D12 and whatever, plus yeah. five. And you whatever your weapon is becomes five. a 12. Because that's yeah. not what it is. But prior to level 15, that's not what your damn, what improvised weapon damage 
Did they have the the actual improvised that weapon rules in here? Or I didn't see them. I, I'm gonna say here's what I would do. Just if, me. I, if I remember right, improvised weapons start out at like a D4. Yeah, yeah it's D4. So that's where you know, Mr. Producer, he he's on his off day. You know, he gets one of those every year, and he chose it to take it today. But uh, here's here's my my how I would do it, and you guys can tell me so, if this may be too much or too little. But I think that it's 11, it's like just you can leave it at a D six D D six D eight, but every so many levels you just get an extra one. Like if you change maybe with your proficiency, like every time you go up in proficiency, so you're three, you get a two. So at five, you get one extra die, and then two extra dies at level nine. And three extra dies at level 13, and then four extra dies at level uh, 17. That's when your proficiency changes. You just give it like an extra D6 or the D8 if you're completely like I, that to me, I think is like it kind of evens it out and gives you a little bit of a damage buff and stuff like that. Uh, you still get, I mean, you're getting all the other uh, things. You, we're not even, we haven't even talked about the advantage feat that it gives. I just kind of like skipped. Uh, because I think that was like that. I think the unarmed specialist, I think, is probably the most important part of this whole thing because it's so bad and it needs to be set back. Like, give these guys some damage. It's okay to give lower level characters a little bit of damage or some scaling on these lower level abilities. Yeah. And the only problem with that, though, then it becomes very monk like because that monk scales like that. You're, I mean, you're, you're essentially making a monk that doesn't have magical hands. Yeah, like that's what the brawler is—is is a monk without magical hands, right? But this, this actually, you could brawler still has all the abilities of a regular fighter. Yeah, because this is just a subclass. They still get the regular weapon masteries. They still get the 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 regular number of attacks that they get a fighter gets at each level. Um, you know, so it, it's and and I'm 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 still looking at this level fifteen feet, just looking at it. It's if you have a, tw a 20 strength, yeah. so you get a plus five and then your plus five proficiency, you're looking at 21 to 32 points of damage per hit if they hit and they get two attacks at that point. So it's not terrible, well, but it's two also not plus magical. Two action, plus an action surge. Yeah, yeah and an unarmed get... strike from earlier. Yeah, but so... your, your action surge is only going to come back on a uh, short rest. So you get that what? How many times? You get at level fifteen. You you still at one because it's sixteen when you or seventeen yeah. when you get the second one. So that's really not offering a whole lot, right? So I, so I that's guess that I four four weapon attacks and then an off harm attack, uh, off hand attack. Except you used your bonus to do the action surge, so you don't get that off uh, that off hand. Yeah, so, so you, it's so, just four attacks. And like I said, I I think that it, I think that the scaling on it's just a little low. Like, I think if you I just mean, give them an extra, like, leave, you can leave it at a D6, 42, D8. Uh, 63, 84 points of damage. Yeah. And level 15 is, is. That's the max you can make out, though. Well, no, that's, that's the, if you the had, average. if you had five, um, five. Well, no, 20 in strength. Plus your proficiency, that's 10. So you get an automatic 10 bonus. And then a D12, and that's rolling a, a 1. Oh, no, it would be 11. Hold on. Yeah, so I'm you're miscounting. Doing, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. the, ma the mass, like the average of it, like even if you do max damage, all I'm saying, like you can leave it as the D6. Yeah. I'm not saying that the dice scale anymore because that's what a monk would do. But every time you get a proficiency level, you just get one extra dice. Yeah. All the way to 50. All okay, the way. Okay. Well, if we're going to do that, I think because a, a d6 may be a little bit much but d4 or d6 if you're not holding anything no like the d6 d8 it's is just fine like i think that's that's fine because it's all you're only but getting a max of them you of, know every see, one every attack you're doing two, three four so by level level 17 you're only getting four dice right there on that yeah but that's 46 per attack yeah plus that's 10. A, what is that that's like a fireball which is a level three spell yeah, but, but you, you can, can only, only do one once. fireball per turn. Yeah. 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 This you could do four times. No, yeah, but at doing... the at the uh, at the law of averages, I'm gonna tell you how many times are you actually gonna do max damage with 46. Right. So that's why I'm saying like I think it I think that if you just give it the 46 and the four or the 48, the 48, 
um, I think that w- that'll average out, and that's just the way it stays. You don't need yeah. you don't need to change it like that. It just it's I, I something to give you a scale. I think that's going that's going a little too hot because that that's going that's almost uh, uh, smite levels of damage at yeah, that point. Forty four, I'd be more comfortable with, but and that's like at level what eighteen, you get your plus six, so. Well, I mean, that's the big problem that people have with monks right now is that their 44, like their D, D4 damage scaling is kind of rough, especially in the beginning. Like right. in the beginning, it's easy. When you're fighting off like little minions, that's one thing. But then you start fighting things that have like a thousand health and stuff like that, like eight to a thousand health. Plus, you have to beat the armor class or some of these higher items and stuff like that. And you got to hope that it doesn't have resistance to whatever damage you're doing. And all these other things. So that's just where, like, we're we're thinking about it. You're thinking about it as like straight flat numbers. You're forgetting about all the other the mitigating factors that do this. Because brawling, unarmed strikes, or what, bludgeoning. So, well, well, we're thinking about the straight numbers, but that's because earlier it had mentioned there's going to be items that'll help. So that'll be the other mitigating factors in the other direction. I don't. I don't want to. Well, those aren't in yet. And I want to sit here and say, from what we have, uh, what we have. So we have the the monsters that we know like there's there's bludgeoning resistance and stuff like that there's no magic to these guys already you've already said that the 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 big difference right now between them and the monks is the fact that they don't have uh natural magic to their hands to make them you know magical weapons and stuff like that so like i said that right there uh, they're useless against a vampire and a a vampire and ghost and stuff like that yeah because there's gonna be they're not mystical technique. They're just straight beating they you can down. Still pick up the silver spoon. Yeah. <laughs> throw the spoon. Is or maybe the, throw and, the silver and, baby. Yeah. Silver <laughs> candelabras. Silver spoon to fight the vamp the, the werewolf. Uh as you enter the stake to fight the vampire. <laughs> You're fighting a vampire. As you enter the room, you notice there's a silver spoon, a baby with a silver uh, silver pacifier. I throw the baby with a silver pacifier. You're there to protect the baby. I throw the baby with the silver pacifier. Roll for attack, I guess. I, I I don't know why the baby thing is still stuck with me, but I think it's hilarious. But Put your hands in garlic. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm down for that. But your the with the the resistances and stuff like that. Like I think that it'll even itself out. Just keeping it, like I said, a D6 or a D8, because uh, it, it's not like you're getting those at any point like super high level. So level three, you're still or level eight uh to level nine nine is when you would have three three dice three d6s or three d8s uh you finally get the two extra attacks at level 11 so yeah i think it evens itself out just to do it like the d6 and d8 non the non-brawler fighter who's using the the great axe or the uh great club or you know two the great sword or whatever is doing either 2d6 or 1d12 with the same number of attacks. So if you're if you're given this particular subclass 3d6, you're already jumping him up above the armed equivalent. Yeah, cuz you're going to make more attacks with an unarmed with unarmed strikes than you are going to be able with a great axe. Swinging a great axe takes a lot more than They make than the same number of attacks. Yeah, but you're throwing hands yeah, he doesn't get any extra attacks as right. part of this. Right, this isn't like the monk who's attacking with speed and, and precision. Yeah, he this doesn't is... get flurry of blows like the monk does. Haymakers and uppercuts. This is slow-moving, slamming strikes. So I'm, I'm saying South D4s... I'm, fa- I'm fighting South Paul. Yeah. That's what it is. D4s, yeah, and, and, and they do give D4. you the, you know, like where you get a bone, you can do the grapple with your bonus action and... Stuff yeah, that's like the they, dirty they give fighting, you some. Yeah. yeah, they give you some of that that little extra, but it's still not. Yeah, you're not. You're getting the same number of attacks as a regular champion fighter. Um. Yeah, yeah. The, the dirty fighting gives you advantage. It's uh, the one above at number level seven, the grappling expert. Oh yeah, uh, you can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action when you use an unarmed strike in this way. You choose to grab. You must choose to grapple or shove as an option. So you're not yeah. even doing really damage with it. Right, uh, you have to wait till the next turn. Uh, yeah, and that goes with the new the new unarmed strike rules that this play test has, where you can either do damage, grapple, or shove, but it's not the bonus action. And obviously, they're giving you it as an option as a bonus action, um, which gets kind of 
kind of funky with the you know the offhand attack rules. I mean, are they the only ones that can make an offhand unarmed strike now? Yeah, that's gonna be that one's gonna have to be a question that we're gonna have to see when we talk if we talk about the monk. But I I, I just think that with the I, I just think the damage is kind of low for it. And I think that's because that's the big problem with the monk yeah. too. Like they that people have had issues in the past with the monk is like it just doesn't scale well with damage. And I think that if you give it to this this is going to kind of help like even it out because it's not casting spells. It's not doing any of that. Um, all it's doing is throwing hands. So yeah. that's, that's my yeah. only argument to it. And I think, yeah, I, said, I, I think with, I, I think, think they with, should scale, but I think it should go like you, you start with the D six, it goes up to a D eight and then goes up to a D 10, then goes up to a D 12 as you're, as you're leveling. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, but I wouldn't be bad either. But then I, you're I, not over what because you know if you're ending at the same B12 that the Great Axe user is using, you're not unbalancing the the subclass. But I mean, at the end, what is it? Three extra attacks at level twenty. Uh, so that's four attacks yeah. plus you if you get a bonus action attack. Yeah, you're supposed to be throwing hands. You're supposed to be more nimble than right. uh, than well, the that, others. And I'm I'm advocating for what you're saying, Captain. I'm saying we should do the step up with the proficiency. I'm just saying keep it at a D4. That way, your potential is four to sixteen with the plus ten, and just take out the difference between having stuff in your hands or not. Because I think you wouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do like uh, just make it a saver, uh, a saver knot where you don't have. If you have something in your hands, you can't unarm strike. Yeah, yeah. And this this playtest also they they've nerfed some of the big damage abilities that uh, fighters have historically used the the great weapon master and the the sharpshooter. They don't have the plus ten features any longer in this playtest. Which is good because those those are some kind of like game breaking yeah. feats, and I, we may get into that one today, or we may save that for another episode. Right. But they, but so just the the scale, the amount of damage all fighters are doing, I believe, is going to be scaled down in this edition compared to what they currently are. Yeah, because if you get lucky on the on the roll, you end up being like uber powerful at the start of the game like you could just like you're getting a free plus 10 to damage if you get lucky on your stat rolls this is kind of why i enjoy like the the core stats of like here just use this and i know it sucks but it keeps yeah standard array so that everybody's got the same numbers that you're not you don't wind up with the 20 until you've leveled up to at least what six eight whatever now you may be able to get it at level four depending upon racial modifiers but yeah um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I'm glad they kind of took that away, but I, it does ask where you're going to get your damage from with your fighter. I tell you what, I'm, I'm glad that, or I'm not glad that they took away and moving on into our next one and talking about the updates to the warlock, uh, the warlock, the warlock, uh, this is gonna, this is gonna, I'm going to freaking choke you already. I already know where you're trying to go with this and I'm going to choke you. I'm going to yeah, fly down gonna, to Florida strangle you and... they're, they're forgetting a very very important feat from tasha's and if all these books are backwards compatible which they're not like i'm, I'm gonna tell you which, as a yeah, dm i'm not I, i'm not i don't think they are either but they're i think they're forgetting that um with this change to your your pack to the blade pack to the tome pack to the chains uh, pack to the talisman are now becoming invocations. And yeah, the pack used... of the blade and the pack of the tone have no prereqs. And the feet in Tasha's, you can take any any single invocation that has no prereqs. I so do with like... that fourth level feet, all of a sudden you can now take a pack of the blade as and a have a, a sword that you can summon at any time as a fighter. Yeah. And that's going to make you really strong going in, especially having because it counts as a magical weapon. And you didn't pay a gallon of blood for it. I don't care what you <laughs> what anybody says. There's no way you owe me something. How more. you got that feat is is. I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> I swear to, to God, 
I will kill you and I'll make it look like a bloody accident. Um, I do, I do like some of the changes that are, that are coming to Warlock. Yeah. I like the fact that El, uh, Elder G vocations are going to first level. Like, I think that kind of like, cause you feel kind of like Eldridge blast feels really weak without, um, agonizing bl blast equipped well, to it. Although at the first level one, you have to take either Pact of the Blade or Pact of the Tome. Because uh, those are the only ones that don't have the requirement. Uh, you gain one invocation of your choice, such as Pact of the Blade or Pact of the Tome, invocation described, uh, and the invocation is prerequisite. Oh, it says such. I thought it said, in the video, that they made it sound like it had to be one of those two. Yeah, no, it says such as. It doesn't say like it has to be those. If an invocation is prerequisite, you must meet it. To learn the evocation, and you can learn the evocation at the same time. All right, never mind. I, 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 I yeah, because I'm going to tell you that right there is going to make, uh, make like it, it feels good to have your charisma modifier added to agonizing blast. Like without it, or sorry, your charisma modifier added to elder eldritch blast because of agonizing blast. Because I'm going to tell you, there have been many times that you just kind of like roll crappily and you hit one. And that's all the damage you do until like level three when you used to get your e or level two till you got your evocations. Well, they've they've actually, I mean, why you would do this with anything other than Eldritch Blast, I don't know. They've made the the agonizing blast better to where it now can be applied. You choose whatever cantrip you want it to be applied to. That's cool. That's good. So that, if you want that... to use Fireball instead of Eldritch Blast, you now can. Oh, imagine that because then you can do like shocking graphs, so you can make that more melee style, uh, melee style warlock and have that because like shocking grass is a really good ca cantrip. And to have that with you in uh, melee combat and get your charisma modifier to it is really good because I believe evocation wizards, and I know they don't have the evocation wizards really anymore, like those schools of that having have gone by the wayside. Well, actually, the, the new in, in this, the new evocation is in this play, play test. Oh, I'll have to take a look at that one. Uh, if we get time, we'll take a look at that one. Yeah. But having that, having that, they got like the bonus to their spells, even their cantrips and stuff like that. But warlocks weren't, so it kind of it, it kind of helps out. Like we we were sitting here talking about, oh, we're worried about the fighter kind of like scaling out with damage. But some of these classes just do straight damage, and then yeah. they offer so much more to the party. A wizard offers so much to the party because of the fact that it can just learn any spell. Like, oh, I want to learn. I'm going to learn this spell. Da da. Now I can uh, knock on door. I can knock every door we ever want to kind of go through and stuff. Like, obviously, that's that's like a little facetious and it's kind of like exaggerating. Yeah, they're, they're limited by their number of spell slots. Right. But that, that is their, but that's all they get. They don't get a bunch of features at each and every level. They get more spell slots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it gets insane they, with the level of spells that you can cast at these yeah. later levels. Um, but I like the fact that, that you get Elder G vocations now at first level because that's going to make yeah. you feel good and you get one, right? It's not like you're getting like a whole lot, but you get one, right. which is good. Um, I do not like the fact that they took away Hexmaster. I thought Hexmaster was great for the Warlock because I think, and I don't know if they maybe moved it into a feat, which would be really cool. Uh, the fact that maybe you can like cast Hex, you know, on a short rest without expending a or a long rest without expending a spell slot and because it's like a it's kind of like an ideal spell for like all warlocks and like when i think of a warlock being able to cast hex would be great and you have to kill the target before you can move it to another th another thing so it's not like it's an omni powerful spell you can only have one hex at a time you can't upcast it so not having hex kind of feels rough if you ask me so them taking away hex master kind of sucks uh, when it when you boil it down to it, um, the pact, and this is the big change that we were talking about. Now that your packs are now built built into your evocations, I don't like that because of like you're saying because they have forgotten the fact that in Tasha's you have the world's dumbest feet. It is the world's dumbest feet. Um, the fact that you can very you can just like oh you know what I'm gonna make a slimy deal, offer nothing, and get ultimate power in return. Yeah, that's bullshit. Let's just keep keep on with that one. Glad we agree. So now you can take it and get Pack to the Tome and Pack to the Blade. If you mix that in with like fighters, paladins, 
clerics, war clerics. This is going to be dangerous and stuff like that because now you're level four with magic weapons and stuff like that. So things that would should be a challenge to you at level four. Let's say you're fighting vampire fledglings or something like that. You're you're going to run into this issue of now, like these are supposed to be harder fights, but now they're easier fights because now you have guys that are going to be taking these magic weapon, uh, this magic weapon and stuff like that. I don't like the fact that that's not a warlock only feature in its class. Like that was cool. Well, where it also gets dangerous is if you use it with a paladin, because it has the option of instead of using strength, charisma, yep, charisma modifier. So now a paladin takes that feat at fourth level. And is now smiting with a plus five. You've pretty much just given great damage weapon modifier. Master. Yeah, you've pretty yeah. much given great weapon master to your paladin without actually trying to give him great weapon master. Yeah. I I just I don't think that was a, a, a wise decision from wizards that that one shouldn't have been the way it was. It really should have been uh leave it as like a level three thing. Kind of like because now what are you really getting in a, as a, a level three warlock? You're getting um I know we're, I'm scrolling through here, viewers, and I do a Warlock subclass. Uh, I, I don't mind it being at level one as a Warlock, but you need to take the level as... It needs to have a prereq of being a Warlock. That, that would fix it, because anything that has a prereq, you can't take with the Tasha's feet. Yeah. So these two feet specifically need to have a prereq that you are a Warlock. Yeah. That one I would be of at least with. one level. Or yeah, because that way you yeah you'd have to take it and then you couldn't take it to level four. Um, I don't. Yeah, which would I mean to push it at least to level five in that case, which would you, you know. And what they did to replace it with, because uh, you used to get your packed weapons at level three, your your packed or your tome or your fiend at level three. Now they've replaced it with your patron stuff. And now it's when you're getting your patron spells, you know, your extra spells that you were going to yeah. get because you don't get a whole lot of spells as a warlock. Now they're wiping that slate clean. Yeah, thematically, no. I don't like getting the patron at level three. That just, it doesn't make sense. Like you already have your patron. Who'd you make your deal with? <laughs> You've already, you already have your patron at level one. You just don't get the benefits of it until level three, which yeah. somewhat makes the sense. But it, the fact that you're not getting any of the spells, let's say you're taking uh, the Archfey, you get the Calm Emotions, Fairy Fire, Misty Step, Phantasmal Force, and Sleep at level three. Like that's just like a, a huge step that you're you're like those spells. Like you should already have some spells at level one that your patron's already giving you a little bit of power. Yeah. Like you, level oh, and you, you do have become you're already casting useless. two spells at level one, but the fact that they're not your patrons. Where did these spells come from? <laughs> yeah. And we're like where you 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 should be given a little bit of power because you got to think about it when you're a warlock, you're you're lost for so, you're trying to get power from somebody else. So you got to they kind of got to give you a taste of it like a, a little bit of taste, something that like it's like buying drugs from somebody. The first one's always free so that way they get you they get you hooked so you come back to buy more. And you're not really getting that anymore now that you're at first level now that they've taken away the levels and stuff from that from the original of we're going to be doing uh level one you get a couple spells and it's not like great spells like one of them, uh not the arch fey i want to say the fiend gives you burning hands it's either the fiend or the old one gives you burning hands and so you have that and it's kind of like your little taste of power and it's like man i i could i can cast burning hands this is amazing i wonder what i'm going to get down the line but now if you're like Kind of been uh, level one to level three, and this is kind of like meh. These spells that I already have kind of blow ass, and then you finally get there. And I'm going to tell you, if you took the fiend or you took the archfey, you kind of feel like I don't know. I like misty step, but calm emotions and stuff like that as a warlock, I don't care if you're angry. I'm just going to blow you off this cliff. <laughs> Boop, you're dead, and that's my my whole version of that one. So, well, the the person who makes a deal with a fairy versus the person who makes a deal with a demon are very different. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, after the baby comment, I'm pretty sure I'm the guy that was making a deal with the demon. I mean, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Nunchucks. I, I just they're, don't. They're, you know, the legends too, though, like, you know, if you make a deal with a, a deal with a fae, kind of like making a deal with the demon where like, they'll steal your shadow or they'll do some, they're going to screw you over in some way. <laughs> Was I really using my shadow to begin with, yeah. though? Let's just be honest. 
It was only I'm just there. Saying, I'm just saying it, it, it's a different kind of a deal. And I just don't see this new, they're, they're doing, they took what was popular spell wise, the, the Misty Escape and those kind of things and have kind of built the entire class around it is what basically they said in the video, the subclass, I should say, around it for the Fae. And I think they're missing the point of what a Fae warlock would be. I think they're just missing the whole point of being a fae in general. Like. Yeah, it should it should have been more of like the uh, the trickster cleric, um, where like... you know you're you're bound to the mischievous, uh, you know, craziness that is the fae realm, rather than you yeah. know, yeah. The, the... I do like the fact that they added the celestial. Uh, warlock into it though like that yeah. that's that's a good one that they brought over from uh xanthars because i thought that was a really cool warlock for a little while like i changed my mind on it uh after our last time when we were talking about it how i didn't think celestial warlocks kind of i still don't think that celestial warlocks really work out but i do like what they bring in terms of healing i like to see new healing classes that we were not like focused on the cleric or the cleric well, and and the celestial warlock does what it's supposed to Unlike the Fae, the Celestial, you've made a deal with an angel. You know, most demons, I mean, in mythology, demons are fallen angels. So angels should have that same ability to make deals I kind of like demons the, do. I kind of like the supernatural version of angels, that angels are just as big of assholes as demons yeah. are. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I, that's how I feel. And so I think that they could kind of be just as vengeful and just as big of dicks. But I like that they brought this one over because I like the idea of getting uh, getting your warlock to be able to do something more than just like run in and do damage. I still don't like the fact that you have to wait till level three to get cure wounds. I'm going to tell you, if I'm getting cure wounds at level three, I feel kind of jaded. Like that could have been a very much a level one spell yeah, uh, versus a level three one. I do yeah, like I, I really cure. don't like the, the patrons being at level three. That, that completely, that would be like making your cleric uh, pick their, you know, divinity. Well, at, I mean, at level three, that just it does it wouldn't make sense. You kind of, I think we're kind of skipping that because packed magic. Yeah, well, you would technically have your your patron to begin with to create a warlock. Consult the following list, which provides hit points, proficiencies, armor training. Uh, da, 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 starting at level one, four go spend hundred gold piece. Yeah, nothing in here actually says to pick your patron. So I like, mean, who do you, you don't who do, technically yeah, who do you, level three? Who do you own? Yeah, who do you own your? Who owns your soul? Is is the is a good question to ask this? Like, and that you're right, and that thematically, not even just like systematically, thematically, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. What were you saying, Bog? Well, I was gonna say maybe they're trying to explain it thematically that you made some kind of bargain for power, but you don't know to who until third level. No, you would know who you sold your soul to. Like that's no, a pretty not big deal. That's well, kind of a you, big You may deal. not know the name or you may not, but you, you would know the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, like, uh, was it, was this, you know, some, some being of darkness and evil? Was it a fluffy fairy? Was it a, <laughs> you know, a you show, angel? It's like show, was it, what's the, there's a fourth one. Uh, what's the fourth? It's like showing up to college the and trying to get like picked great up. Old in, oh, the great old, was it Cthulhu? Yeah. Cthulhu. but it's like well, showing up to college it's, it's like just a trickle of magic and then you know your patron shows up and says hey did you like that i can give you more yeah but you would know that still like you would kind of get that feeling of where you're at at the beginning like it's like showing up to college getting ready to join a, a fraternity and you go through you're like okay well i'm gonna try out a little bit of everybody uh but i like this one the best like you may not know who the head of the fraternity is who you just sold your soul to but you'd know that you're in the phi delta kappa who the hell ever's and you're like all right cool man when am i getting spanked so i can get this over with that's the kind of idea that you're missing with this warlock right now that it's not you're and not it, knowing who's in charge and every you know warlock deal yeah it could be a little bit there may be a case out there where he, the patron hid who he was when you made the deal okay i'll i'll but give you there are other patrons you met the devil at the crossroads you specifically went to the crossroads on at midnight on the 13th uh, of this the right day time whatever <laughs> 
that you know you know the devil's going to be there to give you that golden fiddle <laughs> yeah uh, I'll, you know, uh, it's the, a devil in that case. The way I was, I was going to say it is that you wake up one morning and there's a Glock on your bedside table. You pick up that weapon. Oh, hold on, you hold learn on, hold to on. use it. You there become is proficient a Glock with on it. My, there is a Glock oh. already on my side of the bedside table. I'm just so, gonna... it, well, you wake, it wasn't there before and now it's there. You've never owned a Who pistol, but it's my there. Gun? But then you prove you're proficient. Eventually, either... You know, a member of the police force comes by, you know, a paramilitary group who's looking to take over control. You accusing uh, me of being a anarchist, just general like terrorists. All They show up, one of them saying, hey, we gave you that gun. We show you that you've learned how to use it proficiently. Do you want to join and learn how to use better guns? So I, I, I want to make this counter argument to your, your argument. You're telling me guys are just randomly going to come into my house and give me guns. Where the hell is this real deal? Because I'm going to take it right now. Cause it's going to be like, well, that's the thing. That is one scenario that the, they, that they are mean, applying to then, every gonna, warlock across the board. The more common sense thing is, is somebody's going to go, where the hell did this gun? Come? Except for me. I'm going to yeah. be like, cool, cool, free gun. And somebody else is going to be like, Hey, where the hell did this gun come from? They're going to call people and go figure out. They got to exactly. And then you're not a warlock. That would still make you a warlock because you got the gun. They gave you the gun. Yeah, that was it, the idea. Now you have the gun. Give the gun away. I mean, but then you wouldn't be a warlock. And then exactly. Okay, but you would still know where the gun. You're still going to want to know where the gun comes from. You're not just going to go out randomly searching with a gun out, going, "Hey, is this anybody's gun?" No, you're going to try and figure out. I, I, it doesn't make sense, man. It really doesn't to have to like you should at least know who your patron is. You should get that taste of power because the taste of power is the gun. And it should be like, okay, well, I want to be the, you know, my warlocks, he, he, there was a fiend. It doesn't have to be Cthulhu or uh, the great old one. It doesn't have to be Cthulhu incarnate coming out of this one. No, it, it just has to be some dude who's just, he looks like the judge from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And he shows up and he's like, or no, what's the guy from um, Willy Wonka? There it is. Willy Wonka is the best example of this. The guy, uh, the guy who's like, if you can get me an everlasting gobstopper, I will give you money. That's the well, idea of it showing up. You don't know till the end that he actually worked for Willy Wonka. Or, or it could be Willy Wonka. Yeah. And that's you made idea. a deal with a guy that looks like a normal guy, but he's really the devil. That's and and Willy just, Wonka that's is. what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> you're like, okay, I could definitely use some money. Um, so what do I got? I'm just do? trying to play devil's advocate. I'm with you guys. This sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> giving First them level, the at, at, giving, at level one, you're the... getting an invocation, two cantrips, two spells. That power had to come from somewhere. And a single spell slot. Let's just go and, with yeah, that, one too. Spell That's slot. stupid. That's yeah. stupid. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, that power yeah. has but to you come don't, from somewhere. You've got all that, but you you have no patron yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's stupid. And, but and I'm you trying got all to that power from that scene, and then at third level, you decide you like fairies better. <laughs> and take a pact of the fairy at third hey, level. Uh, Cthulhu, come on, come over here. we got we got to talk. Yeah. All right, man. I, I love you here. and all. Your 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 power is great and all, but fairy boy, man, <laughs> it's just a ch it's like a hot chick, and it's just like the sum you, summer you, queen just has that? the biggest jugs. You ever <laughs> <laughs> all like, four of them it, This is like the like, fifth okay. one in a row. I gotta stop recruiting yeah. men. <laughs> yeah, all four of them gather up, and it's just like a Cthulhu monster, a devil. Uh, an angel, and then just a hot chick with giant jugs. Everybody's going with a hot chick with a yeah, giant everybody's jugs. going with the hot chick with jugs. They're like, we we really have got to stop stop yeah. recruiting uh, men at this point. Can we just like get some? Can we get like a bull or some kind of like somebody that just doesn't see the attraction in her? I don't know. Put a put a box over or something. That's this when is, they just start sing, uh, sending the hot ones, like the, the hot devil, the hot angel, yeah. and the all, hot. All of a sudden, monster. they send succubuses to recruit men. <laughs> It's it's the college example all over again. We're trying to get into the fraternity that's next to the sorority, not the one that's on the far side of campus. Oh man, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like this whole patron thing just blows ass. Like it's like the yeah. dumbest. I wouldn't say it's even the dumbest thing. I think the dumbest thing that they've changed the warlock is making the packs part of evocations, and you don't have to take it at the first level, which is really nice. But that's still stupid. Yeah. Uh, well. I, I like the idea of taking the packs as invocations. 
but they need to put security measures in there to make sure it's only a warlock. So then just every, make it a warlock only thing and bring yeah, it back to right. level three and flip the and flip your patron back to level one. Like it's okay to have that. Like the the warlock it worked out very well in the beginning. So why does it need to be changed now? Because even a, a pact of the blade warlock who's using agonizing blast as prime, you know, then he can pull out his sword. Well, there's maybe the pact of tone. Yeah. There's an evocation. When he gets, yeah. When he gets to the le level two and he has three evocations, he could have the blade, the tome, and agonizing blast at level two. I don't uh, think you should be able to take both, all of them like that. Eh. Like, I think you should only be able to take one or the other. And I don't think there's actually a. Well, you're, there. you're, by doing that, you're giving up the, you know, the other evocations that you would be able to take at that level. Yeah. But I think you should like, really only have like one or the other like you really shouldn't be able to have like, like both at level five eldritch smite <laughs> yeah i i just don't see which uh i, or I just don't see the eldritch the, spear so you can push them back oh I like eldritch uh, you're, spear. <laughs> yeah you're giving you you're giving that up for the tome which is just giving you a couple little extra cantrips and the ability to cast rituals because it is a trade-off so I, oh, I don't no, mind no, no, that because no, you no. are trading I'm tell off. You, I'll tell you that Elder Spear doesn't do what you think it does because they changed it to what it used to be, and now it actually is a lot cooler than what it used to be. One of the Warlock's cantrips deals damage in range at least 10 feet when you cast but increased number of feet 30 times uh, your Warlock level. You, you oh. get to be you get to be that's, a that's real... The, you're an that's artillery. the artillery. Yeah, that's the artillery oh, yeah. one. Now you're like... I, uh, I was thinking Lance, the 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 lancing one I, yeah i know which one you're talking about it's not that one but this one's one funny because now you're like now you get to be the hand of your patron you're like you know what i feel like smiting a peasant today uh boop eldridge spear uh, eldridge blast and just like you know what honey today's the day i'm going to make great deals and do good things out there and everything's gonna be all right nothing can get john j bad luckenstein down Bam. <laughs> Seven seven hundred and twenty feet away from a <laughs> just level from a twenty warlock, <laughs> <laughs> without sharpshooter or, or uh, spell sniper. Spell sniper. Yeah, that doubles that range. Oh man, that would just be hilarious. You're just like, uh, yeah. I really fourteen hundred forty feet away. I hope I really don't hit John, hit John J. Bad Luckenstein. Yeah. That guy, he's a he's a good dude. And at level twenty, you're hitting what five of them. Oh man, I'm just gonna smite a, an entire village. <laughs> that is some real warlock level stuff right there. I like it. Oh man, I, some of the some of them are good. Like some of them are really great. Um, why are you getting a skill that lacks prerequisites? Uh, yeah, I do like that they have dropped the skill levels required for some of the weaker. Yeah, they they used to have some of them that were really silly. Um, like ascendant like step. Side, that one was really silly. Well, ascendant step, which all it does is it lets you cast levitate without a spell slot. That is all it does. It used to be a level fifteen yeah. rec as an invocation. You can get fly as a third level spell at level five. Yeah, you can. But oh. you couldn't levitate. Oh, it's unlimited. It's too powerful. What am I going to do? It's not that powerful. You're levitating. You're not. You still have to be above something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still have to be above it's something. An elevator spell. Oh. Now, at, although you could, you know, you levitate up. And, and, you know, if they don't have any ranged weapons, you just sit there. And psh, 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 psh. Yep. <laughs> I'm smiting people from the from space again. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I'm not saying it's not strong, but it's Mom, not level 15 strong. Mom, I'm out here to to avenge Dad, John J. Bad Luckenstein. I'm gonna go out there and be an adventurer. Or, oh no, it was <clears> level. <throat> not, sorry, it was level nine, not level 15. Um, Master of Myriad Forms is the one they dropped from level 15. <laughs> Uh, which the Master of Myriad Forms, I believe that's the one that lets you cast Alter Self, which is another first level spell. Yeah, some of them are just lame. Like, they're, I'm going to tell you, they really need to like take five minutes and do a whole thing of new evocations because some of the evocations really do suck ass. Like, that's that's it. 
But you know what sucks? What really sucks ass? And this is the um, end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You like what I did there. This is the end of the show. I appreciate everybody who's hung out here with us. Make sure you go and like and subscribe to us wherever you're watching, getting this podcast. You can definitely head over to the Facebook page where we drop off all our information when we're doing new episodes, when new things are coming up. Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. Here is our Facebook page. It's very simple. Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain. Or sorry, YouTube page. I'm an idiot. But you can subscribe and follow us here. We always are trying to put out new content. Uh, I even did a video. I haven't done anything of playing Baldur's Gate 3 recently. I really need to get back into that, especially the play playthrough with me and Mr. Producer. I mean, like I said, he took his one day off a year. Expect to see him back soon. So we will be back here in a couple of weeks. We look forward to you. Remember, this is a bi-weekly podcast. Somebody was asking about that the other day. They was like, hey, don't you guys do a weekly episode? Nope, bi-weekly. Two, two episodes a month for a full hour. With that being said, say goodbye, Bolg. Goodbye, Bolg. Say goodbye, Luke. See ya. See you guys. You've been listening to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything, featuring Loke the Bard. Like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. Questions, comments, and mutiny requests can be sent to bolgandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures.